The story you are about to hear is the tale of a man who wanted to purchase a couple of video games and enjoy his Saturday afternoon. It was Saturday, June 5th. Yours truly ordered a copy of Bioshock The Collection Classic and Mortal Kombat 11. From what I hear, also a classic. I wanted them for the Nintendo Switch that sits in the living room because the games that I have for it are either for children or my spouse and I have beaten them. I ordered these games at approximately 11.52 a.m. They were arriving by no later than 8 p.m. And GameStop asked, hey, do you want to deliver today? Or do you want to walk a few blocks and pick it up from the store you know? And the lazy part of me thought, I would love for someone to bring it to me while I do nothing on the couch. And away we were. If you know anything about GameStop Deliver Today, then you'll know. They generally deliver via DoorDash. There was no delivery fee. Fortunately, the shipping and handling were free, bringing my estimated total to $51.51 after I paid $3.54 in taxes. I waited for my time of arrival estimation to receive one saying that it should arrive by 1.30 p.m. And then I received a phone call around 12.20 something. It went something like this. Hello? She didn't respond. Instead, she was cursing someone else out. Then she directed her attention to me. Yes. Yeah, uh, can I help you? Yes, you have a, a GameStop delivery? I do. Are you here already? No. You can check me through the app. You should have also received a text. Yeah, I got those. I know that you're supposed to be here at 1.30. Can, can I help you? You know, I'm coming a really long way. I just wanted to advise you to tip accordingly. I didn't hear her correctly, so I responded. Yeah, uh, there's a buzzer, and um, I'm sitting here waiting on you, so I shouldn't miss you when you get here. No, what I said was you need to tip accordingly. I paused because I wasn't sure how to answer such a rude and unprofessional remark. Instead, I just said okay, and we hung up the phone. And then, a tornado of thoughts, mostly ones filled with feces, ran through my brain. I thought, how could someone who wants a tip be so rude and so in their own head that they don't realize calling me before you've performed your service to tell me that I need to tip well won't play out the way that you'd hope. Anyway, I awaited her arrival, eager for her to have the same attitude on the phone that she had had in person. Flip that. 
so I go outside at the time of arrival because I've been tracking her with my phone and it says she's right outside my door. I can see her car in the middle of the street. I'm standing and watching as she's talking on the telephone while I don't have my copy of Bioshock the Collection nor Mortal Kombat 11. So, I record a video. On the video, I show her talking in her Infinity sedan. And then, for some reason, I decided to record her license plate. Then, I wait for another few minutes. Finally, I decide, fuck it. Let's just go get our games from this horrible person. I approach her car door, and when I knock, I startle her, which is weird, because you're only at this address to do your job. I ask, are you the woman here for this building? She says yes, bends over, and hands me a bag with my games in it. And then I go back inside, and she goes back to her life. Inside, I tell my wife, well, she didn't have any of that same energy she had on the phone. That's good. And then, a few minutes later, I receive a phone call. It went a little something like this. So you're not gonna tip? I'm sorry, is this the woman that I just saw outside? Yeah, so you're not gonna tip? After I drove 30 minutes? Well, first of all, I didn't ask for you to drive 30 minutes. All I did was order a couple of video games. Secondly, there was no way for me to tip. Everybody else manages to tip. Well, okay, maybe you shouldn't have sat there if you wanted a tip on your phone for a while. Okay, first of all, I had to fucking do that because I don't know where I am. Wait, 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 wait. Are you still here? Are you still right outside? Yes. Okay, well, I'll be right outside. You can say all of this to my face. And I marched out the door. Knowing that I wasn't going to hit a woman, I needed to talk to myself as I walked towards this potential murderer. Because I had to keep reminding myself. One, you're a guy. It's a woman. Two, you can't hit her. Three, she might be extra frightened and decide she'll shoot you. You don't know where she's from, but you do know that she picked this thing up in a really bad neighborhood. So, as I get outside, I make it a point not to get too close to her car because I don't want to scare her or intimidate her and get shot or stabbed. So, I stand on the sidewalk and I'm talking to her from her car. She begins by telling me that she doesn't know where she is because she's not from my ghetto-ass neighborhood. Now, I don't live in a gated community, but I think she was off by quite a bit, especially based on the way that she looked. She looked like she made less money than the people who get shot here gangbang. Anyway, she did have an infinity, so I'll hear her out. She tells me she's from the suburbs, and she wanted to make sure that she's in the right place. And people like me are the reason that she called before she got there, because I don't tip. What she doesn't know is, I default 20%. I'm one of those black guys. The good people tip 20%. So, she goes on to berate me about how I couldn't, or I wouldn't, tip, and I try to shut her off. I was like, for starters, 
I did not order from DoorDash. I have ordered food a couple of times from DoorDash. I know how to tip the driver. But when you order from GameStop, you never interact with DoorDash or its app. The only thing that you do is GameStop texts you something so that you can keep track of your driver. But even that screen does not allow for you to tip your driver. So, I get an email from GameStop after she delivered it during our altercation, and I, I showed her the phone first. No, no, I showed her the phone, and I go down the email, and I get a little closer to her car so she can see my email, and I was like, now, you don't see anywhere in there where it says tip, do you? It literally just goes, your order was delivered, it shows the address, your order number, what you got, and do you have any questions? Contact us. There is no, hey, do you want to tip the bastard who just dropped your stuff off? So, then I go to my American Express app, and I was like, because you're from the suburbs, maybe you'll understand this then. And I show her on the American Express app where it's GameStop that has charged me. I was like, does it say DoorDash? Where does it say GameStop? Because I bought it from GameStop, and there's no way for me to tip you from GameStop. It feels like your issue is with, you get where I'm going. So, she gets mad, and she tells me, ugh, well then I guess I'm just never gonna fucking deliver anything back here then. I don't know what you say to that, especially if you're not having a good conversation. So I just start walking back to the sidewalk, and I was like, yeah, I mean, okay. That sounds like the thing to do. And then, as she's driving away, she tells me, well, you be safe. Don't feel safe walking around out here because I'm gonna get my boyfriend to come back and I don't know if she's gonna kick your ass or kill you. She was driving away. Um, one, I don't think this woman had a boyfriend. She might have, but she was pretty ugly. The kind of ugly that you tell people about every time you mention her. And, I don't know, she said she was like, from a really good neighborhood, but she came from a really bad neighborhood. I don't know if she knows that I can see where she picked it up from, but the whole thing seemed to be a, a web of lies. And most importantly, I could have called DoorDash and reported her before she delivered it. After the first rude phone call, I screenshotted her information in the text where I can track her. So I know her name is Ashley H. And I know that she has a phone number that starts 212. I won't read the rest yet. And uh, like I mentioned before, unbeknownst to her, I had grabbed a shot of her license plate. So, I feel like threatening someone on the job is always a mistake. But threatening someone on the job and having a whole breadcrumb of your identity fall out of your car behind you. No es bueno. Now I'm gonna end this story on a positive note. Despite having never played Mortal Kombat, 11. I will say, it was pretty fucking sweet. And I haven't played Bioshock the Collection yet, but it's Saturday again, and Daddy's about to get down. I'll talk to you. This is not a test. This is not a test at all. 
If you have anything that you care about, you might need to have a seat. Ruffles, Frito-Lay Ruffles, has a, uh, a new flavored chip, Flamin' Hot Barbecue by Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N Tatum. I think we all know how to spell Tatum. Apparently he is number zero for the Boston Celtics. I have not watched professional basketball and gave him a fuck in a long time. I still don't, but I, I mentioned him to say this, thank you. Uh, it's been so long since Ruffles have had a barbecue-flavored potato chip. It doesn't make sense. It should be illegal. If I told you the amount of time that I have spent trying to get these chips, you would never believe it. There was a long time ago, let's call it the mid to late 90s, where Ruffles and Frito-Lay or Lay's chips um, operated very similarly. Generally, you could find one flavor, let's say KC Masterpiece, that's a barbecue sauce. You could find that in Ruffles, and you could find that in Lay's. Now, my mother loved Lay's, probably because she's a little on the heavier side, but you can't do anything with a Lay's potato chip. Other than brag to someone about the lack of I don't know, fat or carbs or whatever that is coming in. Whereas with Ruffles, I'm not the kind of psychopath that dunks them in anything. Certainly not a barbecue flavored chip. But with Ruffles, they've got a little girth to it, right? Uh, it's got something substantial to grab onto for you guys that like to chubby chase. Um, and I feel like the first analogy was for the ladies that want a big old fat hog and not some slim noodle. Point being, Ruffles just, they're better in every way. I'm not coming here to chew on flavored air. I have to eat a whole bag of Lay's before I feel like I've even had a potato chip. That's wrong. So, thus began my love affair with KC Masterpiece barbecue flavored Ruffles. It was sometime, um, let's say in the early aughts, that I noticed suddenly I wasn't seeing KC Masterpiece barbecue flavored potato chips on shelves like I had been. Are they something that I keep my eye out for? Potentially. Mind yours. Anyway, I start noticing that they're gone and then I really start like freaking out. And I was like, okay, I'll find them on my own because I went for a trip and I think I shared the trip of how I almost blew up a cabin over Christmas vacation. Um, when I went out to that cabin in the Luray Mountains, that's when I saw, and that was like, oh, four, oh, five. That's when I saw some free range KC Masterpiece barbecue flavored potato chips in the only Walmart that they had in the town of Luray. I bought like five bags during that week, but it gave me hope. Now, at that point in my life, I wasn't planning ahead for anything. So on my mind, the fact that there were Casey Masterpiece <laughs> barbecue flavored potato chips available in the hills of Luray meant that they were probably out in civilization. I just had to find them. Me now would fill up the entire fucking car with Casey Masterpiece barbecue flavored potato chips because I would know you're not gonna have them again for the rest of your life. You're gonna have to walk down the aisle 
knowing that you're not going to have KC Masterpiece barbecue flavored potato chips at the reception. Bridezilla's understand what I'm talking about. So I left there. Now, a year or so after that, I found uh, brown hickory barbecue chips, but let, let's, let's go back just a moment. So after I found them in the hills, I called Ruffles. And I questioned if there were more available, because you might not know this, their website and the phone customer service line, they'll tell you where certain chips are within a three mile radius of you. It only takes a minute. So I call, cause I was like, all right, not three miles, excuse me, uh, three states, three states. So I called and I was like, look, I found them in these mountains. I need to find them somewhere where there's life, where people thrive. And she told me she couldn't find anything. Seemed a little odd, but some people don't take potato chips very seriously. So time passes. I find these brown hickory flavored barbecue chips. I don't know if they were officially ruffles because they had a bit of a weird, they were wavy lays, wavy lays. That's it. They weren't exactly Ruffles, but they were the first thing I had tasted that was close to the KC Masterpiece barbecue flavored potato chip style. So, my love affair extended to these brown bagged barbecue chips. And it was good. We had, I don't know, seven or eight years together. Maybe less. It feels like less. Let's, let's say four. Yeah. So then I noticed... I'm starting to see less of the brown chips. Now I'm losing my mind because am I one of the few people who likes barbecue flavored potato chips? They seem like the most popular kind of potato chip. Maybe Original's got more fans that I know of, but the point is people are buying cheese and sour cream potato chips. People aren't buying barbecue flavored potato chips. Lie to me. So one day I end up deciding to call Ruffles, not about locating, but more so about how I can find out where to buy it. Because to the best of my knowledge, from the last phone call that I had had, these phone calls were maybe a year or two apart. The last phone call I had, the lady assured me, KC Masterpiece Buffalo Chips are being sold. Just not within three states of where you live. Uh, if only I could rewind and catch a flight to wherever the fuck she was talking about. But I called this time because I was like, you know what? Bump that noise. How much do I have to spend on potato chips to make this thing real? And uh, sadly, and this makes no sense, she told me that unless I was a vendor like a, a gas station or something like that, I couldn't just buy a big crate of the potato chips because that's how far I was willing to go with it. And uh, she was like, nope, you can't do that. I can't tell you outside of three states where it is. So now I'm Hickory-less. I'm KC Masterpiece-less. And there were still, this is why you can't talk to some people about this, if like something's important to you. Because I remember uh, talking to my mom and I was like, I don't think they make those chips that I used to love when I was a kid. And she was the one who was financing my addiction to Ruffles potato chips. So I expected her to remember. And she's like, oh, well, you know, just have some Lay's 
KC masterpiece. You can't understand what I'm talking about. That's insensitive as fuck. That's that's like finding out that somebody's parents have died and then talking to them about when your dog died. How dare you? Eh, so, life moves on, I guess. But I will say, after that phone call, and yes, I have called Ruffles and Lays more than your average bear, but I wanted to share this little hack with you, uh, just in case you get screwed. So one day, I did buy some KC Masterpiece Lay's potato chips. And when you're opening the bag for any potato chips, really, I think that, uh, at least as an adult, you have an expectation. You know that the bag is going to be a lot less full than you want it to be, and you believe that it should be. And without being bag technologists or whatever, specialists, we know it's got something to do with that vacuum seal that keeps everything fresh. So we tolerate the fact that there aren't as many chips in a full bag as we would like there to be. On this particular afternoon, yes, I was high, I opened the bag of KC Masterpiece, and I was greeted with easily a third of the bag actually having potato chips in it. It was unacceptable. So, I, I was with my friend, and even he agreed. I wasn't taking it too far, but he also knew, yes, I have called Ruffles and Lays more than once for far less. So he gave me the go-ahead. Go ahead and call them and uh, get your complaint on. Now, this was before, I believe, I had ever used Yelp. Certainly before Seamless and Yelp had become popular. So uh, this would be my first real adult time given a business the, uh, I want to speak to your supervisor. Um, it was a long conversation. I want to say that uh, Lay's, Frito-Lay, their customer service is amazing. Good for you. I assume that's because there's only a few psychopaths like me willing to make a phone call over a two-empty bag of potato chips. But you know what? She was on her shit. She had been trained properly. She didn't laugh. She wasn't sarcastic. She believed me. When I told her that bag was unacceptable, she was immediately apologetic and not in a sarcastic way. I can't stress that enough. More like, oh my God, no, that's not right. All right, well, let's, let's take it easy. Tell me your address. What'd she do? Well, first of all, we had like a two-hour conversation. No, it didn't need to be that long. But you know, sometimes you just get on the phone and someone is pleasant. You can tell that they're probably chubby. And you're like, you know what? Let's just enjoy our little time together. Uh, we talked about things that had nothing to do with potato chips while she was filling out forms and processing my complaint. It was a wonderful phone call. I remember that. And I remember that she told me I could expect a booklet with several free bags worth of potato chips in it, redeemable at any merchant, any place that sells Lay's. Oh, they'll take it. And I found that out the hard way because I'd never seen a coupon like that before. And I was like, ooh, where to take this? I thought that I would have to, like, buy on Frito-Lay's website and scan a barcode or something. Nope, I took it right into 7-Eleven. Boo-bam. Gas stations? Boo-bam. Food Lion? Boo-bam. Chips, chips, chips. For that one bag not being very full, I, I believe she gave me ten more bags. 
Because what are chips to the kings of potato chips? Nothing. Knock yourself out. Die off them. They probably would like me to get fat and addicted that way. It's just a never-ending cycle of my money coming back to them. Yeah, give him, give him ten free bags. He'll buy a million over his lifetime. The only problem with that scenario is if you're not selling barbecue-flavored ruffle chips, then I feel like you're missing out. That's like not telling a junkie that you sell crack after they've been coming to you over and over again for coke. Like, don't miss out on money because you short-sold yourself, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, that was easily 2009 or 10, maybe. So it's been a long time uh, down that road and eventually working back to us having this spicy... And it's not really spicy, unless you eat, like, a whole lot. Two handfuls might get spicy. But yeah, Jason Tatum, thank you. Um, for those that don't know, huge tech head. And uh, lately I have been obsessing over the Samxy, Samsung Galaxy Fold Z. No, not the Fold Z, the Fold 3. The Fold Z uh, folds like old flip phones used to. No, thank you. Um, the fold that like spreads out and becomes a tablet. It's very pornographic the way that they make it look, but everything is just looking great. With the exception of the price tag, um, that's going to be a thing where I really need to get a lot for my current Pixel phone. But again, let's go back to what this phone is offering. It's got like a pretty big screen on the outside that flips around, but again, it's really it becoming a tablet. Like, I hate the way that we have to hold phones. If your hands are, let's say, medium to large size, my pinky hurts holding the phone underneath itself, and then I'm getting another uh, weird pain. I forget. I think it's like a, with my thumb having to stretch all the way across. Um, with one hand so I would rather let's just tablet it and make it a little iPad mini and uh, now to this pornographic price two grand probably shouldn't feel like a lot for a phone given that we have been accustomed to them being a thousand for over a decade but the thought of them like adding because you know you always think about okay this new phone they're gonna add like thirty dollars to my bill unless you're one of those people balling out of control paying for phones in full with cash that's crazy that's like buying a car with cash it's a depreciating asset so it's just it's too much like to think about them adding like 60 70 to my already expensive phone plan which is why I need a lot for this I might put down a little bit of money I don't even like hearing myself say that put money down on a cell phone feels ridiculous to me how much are you gonna put down on it I'll put down a uh, hundred and seventy-five what's that do to my payment uh, alright well that's gonna take you down six bucks alright how much do I, how much you gotta pay you to take it down 20 oh you need to give me about I don't know, four, four thirty-five. All right, I can give you four thirty-five. Okay. Yeah, I just don't like any of the negotiation that I could see myself going into for that, which 
took me back to, uh, I had the money for my wife's ring, her engagement ring. I brought her friend with me as a nice little like, oh, you'll go ring shopping with me, even though I already knew exactly what ring my wife wanted. And uh, so the friend is there, and I'm, you know, I don't get emotional about purchases, uh, especially if it's not for me. Like, if it's for you, I really only care about the price and that you like it. Um, so I know she'll like it. And we're going back and forth, I think over 500 bucks. Now, to their credit, I have already kind of beaten them down on the price a lot towards the very end. But it's between two rings. They want to upsell me for the ring that's got a little bit more of a carrot in one stone than another. Now, that little bit more seemingly made the difference to me. But they were very similar. If I showed you them both, you probably wouldn't know which was which. But she knows that one little bit more of a carrot matters to me. And uh, she's like trying to get me to stick with the one that's 500 more. And I was like, if you just give me that one for the price that we're talking about, we can be done. We don't need to play this game anymore. We can go get smoothies. And they're just not budging after our seventh or eighth because it's me talking to the owner and his wife so after the sixth or seventh back and forth and i'm having fun i remember that my wife or at the time my soon-to-be fiance is like one of her best friends is standing there watching me haggle about the ring that i'm gonna propose with and uh i immediately realized and just ended it and i was like you know what fine i'll stick with the smaller one there. Are you happy now? You turned this whole experience that should have been joy into something slightly less joyful, but I paid what I wanted, so I am satisfied with this sale. Yep, that's the exit.